Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcoming you back to this episode where we're going to be discussing the Demonic Dean film pick of the week, Boots, from 2003, directed by Ram Gopal Varma. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, I'm sure he's going to write it and be like, I listened and I just didn't like it. Uh, so anyway, before we get joined up with the Dean, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Gold Geek Keith. Das Boot. Hello, 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 everybody. <laughs> what is going on? Hope you're doing well out there. It's always good to hear from you, Ghoul. And we're also joined by the psychotic simian, the man monkey, the prince of my day. Yes, get funky with it, monkey. Yes, come dip yourselves in the lake of <laughs> Lake Titty Monkey. Yes, because I'm your co-host, the Mad Monkey, broadcasting to you live from my luxurious cell up here at the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, where we try to bring you the best goddamn power podcast there is in all of the land. So that's right. Listen now, listen later, listen with your mama. We don't care. Just make sure you listen often. And next up on the slab, I believe we have the demonic Dean. Dean, are you with us? No. No, he's not with no. us. I'm, I'm running the board. Uh, Ooh, monkey, I'm running the board. I think I know <laughs> if you'd be here, I would be making an announcement. So while we wait for him, why don't you two beep up over to the trailer park and talk about The Mandalorian Season 2, Bukaki Milk and Chucky Nuggies galore. What is going on with Season 2, guys? Cool, did you get it? Did you, did you get to watch it, Ghoul? Yes, of course I did. I watched it literally within a couple of minutes prior to us talking about it right now. I uh, I was going to not watch it. I'll be perfectly honest with you because, you know, I feel like these days trailers, they always end up showing me shit that I don't want to see. I would have been happier with the surprises. Thankfully, there's not much of a reveal going on in this. It's just giving a general idea of where the season's going to go. And I know it's eight episodes long. It looks like it's going to be fun. Some more traveling of the uh, of our boy Mando and uh, and the child as they're looking for the child's home. Yeah, um, I, I literally just found it today. I was just so excited that I fucking found it. And just the fact that they're actually sticking with the initial release that we were talking about earlier on the show. They're sticking with October release, streaming on Disney+. Plus. I'm so fucking stoked because, again, like you said, <laughs> Ghoul, you know, the <laughs> expanded adventures of Lone Wolf and Cub in the Star Wars universe. And I'm just all excited because, again, they're continuing to expand the Star Wars universe in this little universe, giving you more snippets here and there of – you know, things that we all know in the Star Wars universe. It's looking like, unfortunately, they're going to go one path that I was hoping they were never going to go, um, you know, with the po- possible introduction of Jedi. Uh, I was I, – because I don't know about you, man. I could have been perfectly comfortable if they had steered 100% clear of Jedis in this uh, TV show. Well, I mean, we, we know that we saw Darksaber at the end of – 
the the first season. Um, you know, we know where this this show takes place. You know, relatively in the in the scheme of things. So there's not, it's not like there's going to be a lot of them, and the ones that we might see might be more like force sensitive individuals. And not necessarily Jedi, because any Jedi would have to be anyone that survived Order sixty six, and we know from right. the cart- you know for anybody that's I, I don't watch the cartoons or anything like that. I know there are some that did. Um, I guess they, they you find them in Rebels and stuff like that, but I, uh, I I don't know them entirely myself. So if one or two pop up for me anyway, it's going to be a nice surprise because you know hey. As far as I know, the only one left is Luke, you know, and slightly Leia. Yeah, this yeah, that's a good point, Ghoul, is, you know, again, Order 66 took most of them out, like, unless they maybe start trying to introduce Grey Order into the entire thing, you know. But I'm just hoping they stay away from the Orders and, like you said, brought up a, a really good point of Force-sensitive but not straight-up 100% Jedi, you know. But yeah, either way, I'm just super fucking excited, man. <laughs> uh, more than anything else, my worry, less so the Jedi end, because, you know, let's be real. Jedi bring lightsabers, Jedi bring force, Jedi bring cool fight sequences, as well as the Mando and his, and his weaponry and stuff. And we know that Mandalorians can fight against Jedi, uh, even though Boba Fett proved to, to really not be able to do all that great against them. Um, but but I, I have a feeling that our boy Mando here will do a little bit better as, as well as his compatriots. Uh, I am just really hoping that this is going to be a fruitless quest to find the homeworld of the child because I never want an explanation as to what species they are. I don't ever need to know what Yoda is. I don't want to see. If you give us too many of them, it's going to really dampen and take away the magic of that character. And right now, you know, Yoda is still Yoda, and this child is still chi- this child. You know, the only other one I've ever seen, like, in any of these w- worlds was Yaddle. And that was in, right. you know, episode one, who was weird looking, you know, that was especially, cause, you know, I, I, my initial thought is to take it to when I saw it in theaters prior to them, like redoing it digitally and all that stuff. It was such a poorly looking weird Muppet that had fucking Mark Hamill's face. It was completely bizarre. <laughs> and that's Yoda. Not, yeah. Not and, and the entire Yoda thing is. Again, you sit there and dip in Wikipedia and try and look it up on, you know, Star Wars fandom sites and whatnot. And yeah, Yoda does not have a race. And I and like you, I want them to keep it this way. And I don't want a conclusion, especially not what? yet. It's like I, I I I want them to just keep it going. Well, again, I think they've they're 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 stretching with. And it, it might be a bit of a push, but if you really look at it, you know, here we have you have Mandalorian and you have the child. It's very similar to what Guardians had when you had Baby Groot. So I think if they're smart, they'll milk this a little bit, and then maybe season three, season four, we'll get a time jump, and we're going to get a little bit older version of the child, just like we went from Baby Groot to Teenage Groot. Um, People like it. It's it's a cute dynamic. It always works. And again, it's it's we've already seen the full potential of a similar character in what we've seen Yoda do. 
But now, what's right. the potential of this character if you introduce mercenary type tactics or mindset? You know, or is he going to just naturally be a, a pure mind and Jedi Force spirit? You know, we don't know. All we know is that the child is Force sensitive and he knows how to close his hatch when the shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> that was fucking awesome when you saw the sparrows light up on his wrist and then you, you, the child just went boop. Fuck this. <laughs> How about you, King? What did you think about it? Oh, I don't know. I just, I woke up. I'm sorry. I blacked out for like a good 10 minutes. I don't know where I am. Oh, wait. Okay. One thought there. Hey, uh, Dean, how are you? Wake up. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry I'm about fine. that. I'm here. Um, I got into that conversation just a, a, like a, you know, into it. You were talking about, what were they talking about? Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone? Yeah. You know, great movie. Uh, and the let's robot see swings? I, was, I don't know. <laughs> Ice Pirates. Let's see here. That was covered on Talking Pirates. Well, actually, Space Hunter <laughs> was covered on Sci-Fi Sunday on Talking Terror about a month ago, just so you know. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I Bob put a post. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Molly Ringwald's first uh, feature film, man. <laughs> well, would you look at that? Uh, excuse yeah, me. No, good good evening, Dean. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm so thrilled to be here at this time to talk about this uh, film and the other things that we talk about here on Talking Terror. Like chicken milk. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm actually in the moment. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, apparently, and maybe the ghoul. The ghoul. I would. I would imagine the ghoul is the one that maybe would have the background information that I'm looking for because this category that I'm about to bring up, I know, is in the ghoul's wheelhouse. But I've been sitting here at my computer, uh, trying to figure out a way to uh, pre-order the PS5 because I'm actually going to get a new system, a gaming system, a new one. Sweet. Uh, and uh, apparently, uh, it's like imp- it, like pre-order started, but now it's like, but it's still it's impossible. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. School, do is there something going on here that, that with the with the pre-ordering that's that that it's up for pre-order, but no one has it for pre-order? Do you know anything about this? I, I never buy anything pre-order anymore, man. Um... Honestly, I, I wouldn't even know. I mean, have you checked your local GameStop or whatever? Those are closed that now, man. In that area? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just looking on. Station, I appreciate like, that. I knew, I knew I could count on you. What, what websites are you looking up on, man? I mean, obviously you can't pre-order uh, it from Sony.com. Xvideos.com. IGN. Oh, wait, that's not right. IGN, uh, which is the a website about video games. Well, uh, IGN, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, is is an entertainment website. It has been around for a long time. Uh, they have links <laughs> to GameSpot, Best Buy, Walmart, uh, Target, and an a- Amazon placeholder page. And every time you go to that link and it has the page to pre-order and you click pre-order, it, like, turns red and says no. So I have Okay, it just to means that, well, again, all those links are doing are bringing you to said company's site. So I would say, you know, check Walmart and see if they actually have pre-orders up yet. They may not even have them available. You know, I know that 
you know, according to Sony and all these game websites and everything, you know, this this thing is definitely a lock for whatever date it's supposed to release. Yeah. But there may be things going yeah. on yet that, that are yeah. stopping them from putting this down yeah. as, a, as a definite lock. Actually, if you go to Best Buy right now, uh, they have a countdown going on at 56 days until the PlayStation 5 countdown. And you can actually uh, pre-order whether or not you want the $500 version or the $400 version of the PlayStation 5. Yeah, but when you click on the link to actually pre-order, it like goes bad. Like You can't actually make the pre-order. <laughs> Don't drink the beer. The beer has gone bad. The beer is not bad. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. So I don't know. I, I just, I I'm on hey. I'm on the Best Buy website right now and I just clicked the link for pre order and I'm yeah, up to where it's telling me that I could put it down for five hundred bucks. Release date is Thursday, November twelfth, and I would just have to hit checkout to get to my next spot. So maybe just don't follow the link from IGN. Go to the direct websites that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually try try going directly to a Best Buy and talk to a representative there, and maybe they can give you the hookup, man. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm trying to avoid uh, going into big retail stores unless absolutely necessary, and uh, this is not something I would deem absolutely necessary. So anyway. Do what I did. Go to BestBuy.com. 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 Now, our show is not brought to you by BestBuy.com. But if at any point BestBuy.com would like to pay our show dues on a monthly basis, (laughs) they are perfectly (laughs) welcome to do so. (laughs) Show as well. It's amazing (laughs) when I think about uh, the massive DVD collection that I once had, like, how much money I gave to Best Buy for DVDs that I, I don't even own anymore. Like no hundreds doubt, man. Upon hundreds upon hundreds of dollars. We used to go into the Best Buy and just fucking buy like stacks of that shit. Same thing with Funkos. I can't tell you how much I spent on anime back in the day. <laughs> yeah, well... I don't want to know about your anime. Uh, well, I will know, you know what anime was also always so much more expensive. It still is. You know, you get like a regular film for yeah. fifteen to twenty bucks. You know, any anime film is going to be you know thirty to forty dollars. You know, just because they fucking hit your ass up all that much higher. I used to spend the shit ton of money over at fucking Sears. Like when I got my Sears credit card, like and again, you're talking PlayStation One days. You know, Super. Uh, no, yeah, not Super Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo Sixty Four days. I did the same days. exact thing. I did the like, same exact oh, thing. God, did I ever run that fucking shit up? I was like, yep, $1,200 free? Yes! Video game, video game, video game, video game. System, system, system. Yeah, yeah my first my PlayStation. Yeah. With, a, with a Sears credit card. Yeah, same here, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't have... It might have even been, and I can't... I can't I'm, I'm not positive, but um, it might have even been, like, the first credit card that I ever got. I was like... Walking it was my- through and they had, I'm like, God damn it. Like, I want this fucking thing, but I don't have this fucking money. You know, and I was like, I'll sign up for the fucking credit card. Let's, let's, you know, and I did. And they gave it to me and I fucking got the fucking walked out with a PS PlayStation. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And if it you, was signed, second, and you signed up today, card. you got $20 off your purchase. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I had a MasterCard, and then and then that. So first one had like a thousand dollar limit, and then the Sears card had like twelve hundred, and then they said yeah. then I got like a third one, which was like a fifteen hundred dollar limit, and you know what? That that was like all she wrote. I was like fucking done and in debt. I wasn't even nineteen years yeah. old yet, you know. <laughs> Like, fuck you, man. Motherfuckers be calling oh on the kids, goddamn stay, phone stay all day the, long, making threats and shit. Stay, stay the fuck away from the cards, you know. I should have did what my aunt told me to do, which was to get one card, charge you know like twenty dollars a month to it, make sure you pay that shit off flat, and within yep. a couple of years your fucking credit would be through the roof, you know. But no, I'm, I'm a dumbass. I liked video games. My mother told me exactly the same. Knew it. My, my mother told me that yep. too when I got my <laughs> Capital One credit card. And she's like, dude, just like yep. get gas with it, then pay it off real quick. I'm like, dude, I have like twenty four hundred dollars credit line. I was like, dude, pimping, <laughs> like going to the store and shit like that, buying packs of cigarettes, liquor, like all those other shit. And she's like, what I tell you, three hundred dollar fucking bill. I'm like, well, I, I didn't know when it was going to come. Now I got to come up with three hundred dollars. Yeah, because of that twenty six percent interest rate too, man. You're yeah. never going to yep. pay off that pack of cigarettes. <laughs> no, nope. I'm still paying it off. They don't even make those cigarettes anymore. They used to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what fucking cigarettes do you used to smoke that they don't make anymore? Lucky Strikes? They don't make Lucky, Lucky Strikes strike. anymore? <laughs> I can't find Lucky Strikes around here anymore. <laughs> I really? Can't find like, them. That's like one of like the classics they don't sell it? They don't, they, that went out of business? I don't know. I have no, no idea what goes on these days in the world of cigarettes. You can't really find unfiltered cigarettes anywhere anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, they all got filters not even capital. Yeah, so look like, like, I remember no, I remember being with yeah, Carlos at, at a at a fucking hotel somewhere for his parents, like on some kind of some kind of sojourn that they were on. It might have been a business trip or some shit. And you know, Jay Jay dragged me along with them, which was fantastic. And there we are, we have the run of this entire fucking hotel. And of course the first thing we find is the fucking cigarette machine. And you know, we dump all our fucking change that we could possibly find to get ourselves a pack of, of non filtered camels, man. And this is back when like, you know, for me smoking cigarettes was still so fresh that it gave me like a buzz, you know, like I would smoke oh, yeah. a little bit of that yep. fucking unfiltered shit and get like the total head rush and everything. Everything. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Look, uh, Ghoul, you might remember this shit, but like when my dad was a cigarette smoker, he smoked those no filter Pellmells, that red package. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the in the desperate times when we would have no cigarettes, I would like swipe some of his. And trying to smoke those fucking things was the fucking worst, man. Like he was smoking that <laughs> shit up until he quit just a few years ago. But yeah, same thing with Chesterfield Kings. You can't you can't find those non-filtered anymore. It's like seriously, no, you, you cannot find you cannot find non-filtered cigarettes. There you go, King. I just <laughs> sent you to the USA Cigarettes.com company where you can order uh, your Lucky Strike filter no-filter oh, cigarettes online. There you go. Hey, day here I come, baby. Folks, <laughs> up. Johnny. So we here at Parker <laughs> do not do not do not support smoking. It's bad for your health. And will eventually kill you. But you know what? That's your fucking choice, your decision if you're going to do it. So enjoy if you My are. body, my choice. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's like fine. I'm now, you know, over over a year and change without a fucking, without a cigarette. So I'm good. That's all Never going cool. back. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, right around I'm not that going time back somewhere, I don't, I don't remember the... Uh, I don't remember the exact date, but it was somewhere late September, early October. Uh, this year will be, this year will be, since I quit cold turkey, will be 
I think, 14 years. Oh, shit. Very nice. Awesome, dude. Man, that's fucking yeah. killer, dude. Good job. And Dean, yep. and Dean fucking choked them back, man. Like, there was no other. He, he fucking, me and him, many a night, multiple packs, fucking just choking <laughs> Jesus, back. Jesus, man, we smoked so many fucking cigarettes, dude. Marlboro Reds and that's cold right. fucking Coca-Colas and glass bottles. <laughs> Monkey, yeah, I'm doing that for the both of you. There you go. And here's your fucking, uh, here's your, here's okay. your Chesterfields, but, uh, Monkey. Yeah, but on the flip side, Dean, That's holy shit, bucks. those are cheap as fuck. <laughs> yeah, really? Holy shit. I was like, well, we've been making a mistake our entire lives, Monkey, paying fucking prices like that. We've been doing this online. Dude, it's 28 bucks. It's like a Chesterfield again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, not you, Monkey, but you're like a fucking baby. Like, the first pack of cigarettes that, like, I bought with money from my own pocket was, like, $1.65 for a fucking pack of Marlboro Lights. Yeah. Um, when I first started smoking, I was, like, 15. It was only $1.75 in Jersey. And that's right. Maybe yeah. we all – we're from there. But, yeah, it was, like, $1.75 when I first started. Now it's, like, close to 10. It was a 10. big deal – when there was the, you know, w- then the prices went up a little bit and they were like two bucks. And uh, oh, that they was used insane. to sell them at that. And, 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 and Ghoul, you would have been with me for this. You'll remember this because we would hit that spot all the time on the way north to the city. Uh, but that mobile gas station right before the Wawa where you can like drive right up by the little booth and not get out of the car. And they were two bucks for mm-hmm. a pack. And then like some point they changed it to like $2.10. And that 10 cents threw the whole fucking world off its axis. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'll tell you now, man. Like, I just, you know, the, the cool girl still smokes and everything. Packs these days are like $10 a fucking pack. It is insane. Yeah, man. They are. They're expensive. And they, I mean, well, here it's not so bad with the, the really dirt cheap ones like a Turkey Hill uh, monkey nose. Yeah, like, you, you gotta, can get a pack you Virginia. You gotta drive down to like oh, the yeah, Virginia, south, dude, to like yeah. Virginia, and just stock up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Monkey I, I took driving down that. Line. I took the <laughs> I took the king down to Virginia and took him to a grocery store, and he lost his shit when camels were thirty bucks a carton. He was like, "Holy yeah, fuck!" Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I, I blacked out for a second. I was like, "What fucking world is this?" Hello, Virginia. Look at you guys. As crazy as this might sound. You know what? We're not a we're not a cigarette smoking supporting fucking We do talk about horror films <laughs> and other pop culture fucking things as well. So, is there any horror news going on? Is there anything anybody yeah, wants let's to talk go, about? Uh, enough of cigarette chat. Um, <laughs> Get on the horror news. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I, I mean, we can in a weird place a lot too. I saw it, I saw an article today that that made me think of of our very own king uh, that I wanted to ask him mm. about because I feel like in this particular franchise when it comes excuse me when it comes mm. to our show I feel like he's the former the foremost expert in this franchise and that is uh, any of the twenty three uh, movies that they've slapped the word Amityville on twenty three yeah. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask the king because I was I was reading an article on Bloody Disgusting by Joseph George, and uh, he therapy, you know yeah. sat down as a project and uh, watched all twenty three entries that have the word Amityville in the title, and mm-hmm. uh, his claim is that 
the film titled uh, Amityville, It's About Time from 1992 is hands down, without a doubt, the best film, Amityville, in the title. And because I have never seen it, nor I don't, don't, uh, do I even think I've ever heard of it, I wanted to ask the king if he has seen that particular film and has an opinion. Yep, I've seen them all, including Amityville 92, a.k.a. Amityville is about time. Uh, that was the first one that took it outside of Amityville, New York, and moved it to California. Uh, and a haunted clock from the 112 Ocean Avenue is the, the centerpiece of this film. Uh, it's got a lot of decent gore for 92, and the story is actually not so bad. But, yeah, 23 movies uh, in total. But Amityville, it's about time, is probably one of the better ones because they have Amityville 3D uh, with Robert Joy, the one that came before that. wasn't as great, but it did take place in the house. But after uh, it's about time, they just started slapping Amityville on everything. So, I mean, there's found footage Amityville movies that don't even take place in the Amityville house. There's haunting movies, possessions. If you put Amityville in the title, people will watch it. But Amityville is about time. It's a high recommend. And it's on Shudder. They don't, they don't uh, you know, promote us or anything like that. So please Shudder, too. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I just wanted now, to say because this, this particular writer calls it, uh, you know, pretty much a perfect Amityville film. Like, even he even, like, slagged off a little bit on, like, the original Amityville film. So I was just, you know, that's all. I was just, you know, trying to uh, – Yeah, they, I mean, the original Amityville hasn't aged well. It's still fun. I mean, I still like the original Amityville. Um, you know, one of my favorite haunted house movies aside from The Changeling. But compared to the other ones that just go fucking batshit insane, yeah, Amityville is about time is probably the best one. All right. Uh, thank you for that opinion. I've been looking forward to hearing this all day because I don't know anyone else that's seen all why they would or, ha- or has seen all of the Amityville films. Um, I've seen all 23. I mean, I can give you a rundown. I know you have, and that's, that's, why, that's why I asked. I just I, uh, I love those so, fucking movies. What are your top five? <laughs> yes. Yeah, top yeah, five? Yeah. Uh, Amityville. Then, of course, Amityville 2. Then I would say Amityville 92. Then I would say um, the remake will be number four. Uh, number five. Uh, you got to give me a second to think about number five because I'm, I'm losing the title. I remember the plot synopsis, but oh, man, uh, it baby. involved a toy house. It involved a dollhouse. And it took place in the Amityville house. So that would be my number five. Boom. Would that be Amityville Literalist Right? <laughs> no, that was the Puppet Master. But no, Amityville did have a thing about toys. I, I'm going to have to look it up uh, while you go into the next uh, thing about horror news and see if I can find it. Because that will be my number five. All right, there he goes. He's off. All right, so moving right along. Uh, CBS All Access, the CBS streaming service All Access, uh, you know, which is – the streaming service that hosts the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone has announced a major rebranding. In early 2021, CBS All Access is going to turn into Paramount Plus. They are going to expand their catalog because they will have access to the entire Paramount library, as well as new programming. (laughs) uh, Yeah, new programming. all of the Paramount brands and franchises, and then also new original scripted and unscripted and kids programming. So uh, if for some reason you are a subscriber to CBS All Access, uh, you should be looking forward to an expansion of that world in early 2021. I still haven't seen anything from it. Uh, I've never watched anything on it, so I really don't have any opinion, but I was just sharing it for those of you that might be interested. (laughs) And I'm just waiting for them Paramount, to add though, it to is, one of the other oh. major ones, you know. Sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah. 
it's just because Paramount back in the day made tons of great movies, but and then in the eighties and nineties when Paramount bought the King's Dominion, you know, franchise, it blew up and it was a great, great theme park. And you try to go to those theme parks now, and they're fucking ghost towns, man. It's like you know what's left of the the Paramount theme parks are like nothing compared to what they were in the nineties. It's just they don't really have any fresh properties that really bring new stuff into you wanting to get involved with Paramount in any way. Well, I know Paramount's one of the uh, one of the the film companies that are not available on the movies anywhere stuff. So that's uh, you know I guess they're they're gonna hope to to capitalize on that as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I'm, I'm hoping that they'll just put it on HBO Max or something like that. Uh, I'm enjoying that content too much. And speaking of with them, you know, they they made the whole coup where they've got all the South Park seasons now. I only bring that up because uh, coming next week is going to be the first ever full one-hour episode of South Hell Park. Yeah. And it will be, and it will be yeah, it dealing is. with the current COVID crisis. So I am fucking <laughs> so forward to that. I put that trailer on my Facebook page. I was so stoked. I was like, dude, fucking one hour at South Park? Save us, South Park. We yeah. need you right now. Yep. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I haven't watched a, a, a new episode in a long, long time, but I'll probably be, uh, you know, tuning in to check that out because I would imagine uh, they wouldn't be presenting such a program if they didn't feel they did something magnificent. Uh, so we're hmm. looking forward to seeing that. I do have faith in those guys, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing what they come up with. And uh, my cool. number five will be Amityville, The Evil Escapes from 1989. It was a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> oh, thank God I know that now. Oh, you, well, you <laughs> should. He asked me for my top five Amityville films. There's 23. I, no, the, 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 uh, don't put words in my I mouth. Asked <laughs> you. I, I, I'm the one that asked you. Uh, I didn't me. specify who. I just said you ask, and I should have specified, but yes. But uh, yeah. I, you did, and I answered it. So I have my, my what five. Do you, what do you, what do you mean by you? Sad. You know what I mean? What are you, what are you trying to say here? Use guys. What, what do you imply? I'm implying that Nicholas Cage you? is a lunatic sometimes. And that, no, was, uh, that was on display, uh, you know, very pronounced in his recent uh, trip-ass crazy movie that was covered on this show called Mandy. I believe it was The Ghoul's Pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, since Mandy uh, first, you know, graced the world, uh, you can now there has been already a plush toy of the Cheddar Goblin. Cheddar. Uh, Legion yeah. M <laughs> is going a step further, and they have introduced, and we are big supporters of this dish on the show, as we have uh, talked about profusely. Uh, Cheddar okay. Go- uh, Legion M is introducing Cheddar Goblin macaroni and cheese. Uh, <laughs> the macaroni and cheese? Of instant macaroni and cheese uh, that can be pre-ordered on the Legion M 0.25 ounce box of macaroni and cheese, similar in size to your traditional box of cracked macaroni and cheese. And if you love macaroni and cheese, like Daniel LaRusso, you want to head over to the Legion M website and get Cheddar mm. Goblin oh, macaroni and cheese, and cheese based on mm. the film Mandy, starring Nicholas Cage. I'll get it okay, just because of Mandy and Cheddar Goblin. If I could jump in here real quick, actually, 
<laughs> if you actually also go onto Facebook and look for contact Shane Morton, all right? He's the guy who actually created the Cheddar Goblin for the Mandy movie, and you can con- and you can contact him, and he will actually make you your own Cheddar Goblin because he still has the molds and the sculpts and all that kind of stuff, and he does make them on the side for people. Well, it's been about a year since I messaged him. It's still nothing, so I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> like, I literally messaged him a year ago about that, and still nothing. So I don't know if I want to be directing people to Shane Morton. But, did you, hey, offer, listen, did you, you can. offer him money? Or did you expect him yeah, to I told him that I would buy him and ask if he had one. Told him I was interested. So, But I guess my money's not good enough. Oh, Whatever. I thought you I just said him nude. Oh, that's well, true. Because I thought maybe that's what he wanted. I thought maybe he, you know, he wants some dick pics. You know, if he doesn't want my money, maybe he'll, you know, I don't know. We'll that's fuck for Cheddar Goblin. I will. I totally fuck for Cheddar Goblin. I mean, that's just what? facts. Like, why wouldn't I fuck with Cheddar Goblin? You, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Well, fuck, fuck the Cheddar Goblin, like, not that super hot shit that the ghoul posted the picture of. Jesus Christ. I said I'd fuck him. I didn't say I would fuck him. He's going to have to watch. No, the Goblin's a watcher. He doesn't want me to fuck him. He just wants to watch and eat fucking macaroni and cheese. Put that on a fucking t-shirt. I fuck the Cheddar Goblin. I wear that shit. Nothing's better than Cheddar. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> evil dead. Bunch of fucking cheddar goblins running around, but people are talking about that shit. But anyway, uh, Evil Dead fan documentary, which we talked about on this show a few weeks ago, uh, Hail to the Deadites, which had had its uh, premiere at the, the digital online Fantasia Film Festival, uh, released a trailer and poster. Uh, there's going to be more viewings at some other uh, upcoming uh, online film festivals. And uh, indie, indie, <clears throat> excuse me, oh. indie can oh, entertainment oh. has uh, secured the distribution rights. So stay tuned uh, for their distribution plans if you're interested in the fan doc about the fans of the Evil Dead series. Uh, they should be releasing yeah, some information in the near future about uh, their plans for you to get a chance to see this, aside from like registering with and watching via some digital uh, festival. Oh, so what? they want us to wait. So, so they want us to buy a movie about us. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, guys, well, don't you see? Not necessarily buy it. it. Like, it's a documentary. It might end up on Netflix. It might end up on Shutter. Like, it, you don't necessarily have to buy it. Uh, but right now, they're just showing it at different film festivals. You know, like I was waiting to watch that insert of uh, the '80s one that's on Shutter. I haven't got to it yet, but you could have bought it for thirty bucks. But now it's on Shutter, which I pay like four bucks a month for. So. Uh, you don't necessarily have to buy it. I actually watched it. It took me three days, but I finished it. Fucking great. You, which? Search in the Darkness, the uh, the four-hour oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. movie looking, documentary. I'm looking forward to checking that one out. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 took, it took, like I said, it took me three days, but I finished it. It's a long, it's a four-and-a-half-hour documentary, but it's fucking worth it. Like, it's fun. I'll be checking it out. And while we're on the subjects of horror uh, documentaries, uh, you know, one of the big, uh, granddaddies of them all, uh, was, uh, the six plus hour Crystal Lake Memories 
documentary that came out some somewhere know, like seven years ago. And when that long that. six hour plus Crystal Lake Memories documentary came out, if you pre ordered it in advance, they included a a bonus disc that was an additional four hours of content. Uh, and that was Holy only shit. available that was only available uh, with pre orders. And now uh, director of Crystal Lake Memories, Daniel Ferens, is selling just that four hour bonus disc for thirteen ninety nine plus shipping at clmbonus.com. If this is something that you want to have and see if you're a completist, it's only going to be available through September 28th, uh, so you should act now. But it's four and a half hours of content, and uh, it's $13.99, which, I don't know, I guess sounds reasonable. Uh, so if you have the Crystal Lake Memories six-hour documentary and you want to have the complete Crystal Lake Memories, now is your chance for a very short time, so act fast. That's cool that they're adding that in there, man. <laughs> yes. I think Very it's cool. Quite what else we got? Uh, <laughs> I know that the king is is heartbroken about the pushing forward into next year the release of Candyman. Oh, here uh, we go. Fucking <laughs> shit. Well, I know. Uh, you uh, have to what do you mean? Here we go. I was just going to say <laughs> that uh, the director of this Candyman film has said that Candyman will not be going straight to video on demand. He said this will be released into the theaters. Uh, They're pushing it to next year because they believe that it should be seen in theaters as a collective experience. Therefore, they are not going the route of video on demand. So, uh, you know, that's Mm. the word from the director. But, you know, the director, when all is said and done, isn't ultimately going to call the shots on that. But uh, you still will probably have an opportunity to see this film in theaters, if you so choose, uh, King of Horror. It yeah, may I mean, also I'm, be like. No. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You're thinking. Honestly, like, I mean, we've talked about this, and I'm sure the gold agrees with me too. I just, I wish they would just release it on video on demand. I wouldn't mind. I honestly, I would pay for it because I really want to see it. So this is one that, yes, I would pay full price to either buy it or rent it, and just to have a chance to watch it, rather than having to wait until 2021 and see it in the theater. That's just that's my opinion, and that's it. So go ahead, cool. No, I was going to say, this may not, like, similar to what the Dean said as far as it being, you know, in the director's power to, to do it or whatnot. But I know something that they ran into with the new Mutants film was that contractually they were not permitted yeah. to release it on demand. So I'm sure that that Did may that very well out? be the case. He, yes, theaters now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Monkey has it on home home video that he bootlegged. Um, <laughs> you know, he's like that. Did you bootleg it, it yourself? R maybe. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, like what's cinema high He bought it from some yeah, fucking, and you know, some some shady dude in, under a fucking bridge. I got it at the barber shop like everybody else does. But no, but what you said, Gold, I was actually gonna comment <laughs> on that as well, is because I was seeing stuff about New Mutants and stuff like that, about why it couldn't go digitally, is yeah, because it had to be theatrically released originally. And it seems like more and more movie theaters are now starting to try and find some way to get their foot in the door with this whole thing, you know, this whole pandemic thing going on. And this is like their new approach to the battle scheme is, you know, saying it's got to have a, excuse me, a theatrical release before it can be released digitally. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's going to come down to whatever deals they're making with the movie studios. You know, it's not necessarily yeah. something that they have complete control over. Um, I don't know. I don't know how theaters are doing, you know, since they've been reopening. I know I happened to pass one down in South Jersey just a day or two ago, and the place yeah. was empty. You know, and I know it's open, but it's uh, there's just nobody there. Um, so that definitely doesn't bode well. Uh I do. Yeah, movies, I mean, but again, I'm not going anytime soon. No, fuck no, and that seems to be the general consensus. Because, for example, uh, like the big, uh, the big, the big movie that, that's supposed to be, you know, the one to save movies right now is is uh, the Christopher Nolan Tenet movie, uh, Tenet. which has pulled in some decent, decent, de- yeah, that's what I said, Tenet. Uh, it's pulled in some decent bank uh, around the world, but in the United States, it's pulled in shit. Like no one's going to the movies. Uh, for example, it, like here in California, uh, theaters can only start opening now. Like my local theater that I always talk about that I walk to is opening finally back up on Friday. Um, I have no plans to go in any way. Uh, but I think that across the whole United States, since that tenant film was released, it's only pulled like $30 million. So uh, people are not going to the movies. I mean, I'm sure big – well, I know Jersey just reopened like a week ago. Um, or maybe two weeks ago, but I almost want to think it was just last week. Um, so I don't know what New York's status is. I know when I was looking up to see when the theaters were releasing, like when New Mutants came out, like the closest theater that I could have saw it out prior to the Jersey releases was in PA um, at the Neshamini Theater. Um, so I don't even know if New York has opened. So I'm sure big markets like California, New York, them finally opening back up is going to be a bit of an influx to cash because I think there's going to be a, a sect of the population that is just not going to want to miss out on movie, the, the theater experience. I have the, to go the, through the, the moron sect. <laughs> uh, no, listen, I'm not going to judge them for it. I mean, that that's not right. You know, it's, it's my choice to not go. Um, the theater's going to do everything in their power to to make sure that the places are clean. And, you know, I'm going to trust for the most part that... But the, are they, man? Are but do, do you that. really think they are? Mm. Think it's, about the distance to work in movie theaters. Do you think they're going to be doing exactly. heavy-duty sanitation it, of every seat between every show? <laughs> do you really think they're going to keep up with that, man? Why the fuck no. do you think I'm not going, man? This is exactly. why I'm not going so you'd have to be, you'd have to, Yes, you say you're not going to judge, but like knowing that, like I don't believe for one second like the dumb shits that work at the theaters are going to be doing the high-intensity sanitation that they're all going to be promising. So, like, you're they spinning the wheel. There like, are people that don't people believe have the right COVID do is that, that bad. There are smart. people that believe What's COVID that? isn't real. No, I'm saying, there's people yeah, that believe that Yeah, but those people, are called, they have a name bad. for those there's people, and it's called morons. Well, <laughs> there's also people that are not susceptible, or it's not as dangerous for them, and they're willing to take the risk for it. You know, I, I, I'm just not. It's just not my personal decision. Now, look, at the same time, too, for my job, I have to go into – constantly into people's homes on a regular basis. I know you do. And I know from experience that people in general are fucking gross. And I can't tell you how many times just in regular, just every year. I used to go year, with you, I, I know. 
and you go to somebody's house and they're like, oh, my God, everybody in the house is sick. Thank you so much for coming. And it's like, fuck you. Why are you even having me here? I don't give a shit about your heat, your air conditioning, nothing anymore, motherfucker. Now all I care about is getting the fuck out of your house. Um, but, but yeah, I do know that uh, AMC A-List hasn't, like, they haven't restarted charging me yet. Um, right now it's still optional. Um, but I think it's like November 1st that if you don't cancel by then, they're just going to start renewing. So anybody that has a subscription, if you're not going to be using it, get it canceled before they start charging you for something that you're not going to use. You know, so, but again, hopefully in a year, two years, May, you know, we'll see. All depends. I would say another year maybe, but now it's too soon. Go ahead, yeah, yeah, I'm with the Dean 100% on this, man, where if we can't even trust them to get all the popcorn off the floor, I'll be damned they're going to be 100% thorough about wiping everything down and making sure everything's sterile and clean and whatnot, especially when half the time we're talking about mesh seats as well, you know, because not all of them have the leather laid-back seats like you want to have, but you still have a lot with mesh seats. How do you feel 100% protect against that shit? And it's just, no, 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 I'm 100% with the Dean on this. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> well, that's just like my job. I mean, I'm in transportation, so yeah, I got to transport people. I have to wear a mask all the time. And then when I get back from my, my job, I have to go spray down the entire van and wipe it down. And then there's times where I'm like, fuck this. This sucks. So I was like, I couldn't <laughs> imagine somebody working in a movie theater making much less than I am. Going, well, I got to make sure these seats are scrubbed, boss, because people are going to come in for a new show. We got to stay healthy. I'd be like, fuck you guys. I'm walking out this job. I'm only making $8. <laughs> you know, I work for the CDC, working for fucking AMC oh. theaters. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, so moving on, what else do we got, Dean? Norman Reedus of uh, Walking Dead fame, character of Daryl Dixon. Uh, you know, we know that the flagship Walking Dead series is coming to an end. Uh, you know, they've at least not for a little while, but they've announced their end point, and he will be participating in a spinoff show. Uh, but he has also signed a two-year first look development deal with AMC, and the first project that Daryl uh, or Norman Reedus will be bringing to the small screen is a TV adaptation of a comic called Undone by Blood. Uh, that's done by Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler or Nader. I don't know what, anything that's about this. That's pretty comic. Uh, yeah, there's no official start or release plan, but apparently uh, it's a dual story where this girl uh, in the town she lives in has to succumb to a life of, of violence, and her only ally is the gunslinger that she reads about in her comic book, and it's like a dual story between her and the comic book world or something like that. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. Undone yep. by Blood will be a net, uh, an AMC series uh, spearheaded by Norman Reedus uh, sometime in the future for AMC. So if uh, that's your kind of thing and you know that property and you're excited about it, enjoy having that news now. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, it was a pretty badass comic. So looking forward to seeing how they bring it to the big screen, just like they do with Preacher. Not many people thought that they could bring Preacher to the screen, but they did, and it was great. I wish that Preacher had run for longer than three seasons, but... Let's see how I'm down by blood does. So what else? So, we had oh, so, oh, so you had oh, a chance to catch up. Uh, so you had a chance to actually catch the preacher. Yeah, I watched all three seasons. Do you know if they were able to cover the entire series or of the graphic novel? I mean, of the comic book series or what? 
Oh, in a way. I mean, they, they, they covered as much as they could, you know, but they, they, they veered off from the comic book a lot in a lot of ways. But uh, oh, like certain okay. characters don't make appearances. But for the most part, they were pretty faithful. But there were some things that I wish they had done differently. But it's cable television. I mean, I was surprised they went as far as they did with Hitler, you know, on that show. So oh, I was really okay. impressed how they handled that. <laughs> so, yeah. And if you have a chance to check it out, Monkey, and you like Preacher, definitely check it out. It was a good book. Thanks. All right, sorry, sorry, Dean. What else have you got? The uh, the Scream Five uh, movie that we've talked about on this show before. Uh, we mm, know yep. that uh, Nev Campbell has signed on uh, to return, uh, but uh, Matthew Lillard <laughs> played the character of Stu uh, in the original Scream movie. Apparently, uh, through his Twitter is uh, sparking some speculation that maybe there will be a return of the character of Stu, uh, claiming that, uh, that it was just a TV, uh, that, you know, you could have maybe survived the TV being dropped on yeah. your head, not to mention the fact that he was stabbed and bleeding out. But, um, yeah. you know, he, yeah, he's using the return ancillary. of Stu, and, and uh, maybe Matthew Lillard will be returning to the Scream franchise. Uh, I'm sure he would like the opportunity to, to do so. That and was the plan for Scream Three. I know it was. That we yes, lived it was the in, plan. Know, and... oh, sorry, go ahead. It was the plan. Yeah, I was going to say it was, that was the the original plan for Scream Three was that like Matthew Lillard was going to be mentoring like a like a like a whole uh, assortment of uh, like lookalike uh, killers, mm-hmm. but apparently they Bunch thought that was a little bit too dark, and they went in the direction that they went in. What? That would have been awesome. Yeah, that was. The, <laughs> yeah, it would have been. So much more than fucking what we got. Oh, God. But, yeah. Uh, so, what were you saying? Uh, all, all, all I was going to say was, you know, like, I, I know we live in a day and age now where televisions are, you know, pretty damn thin and fucking hella super light. But, you know, back then, those big fucking Oh, yeah, that big ass fucking TV. Heavy, it was fucking heavy as fuck, man. Fuck, dude. So, I don't think you're fucking surviving that thing being dropped on your head that way, man. I don't quite necessarily remember the size or brand, but like I do remember when I got, like, and I was so thrilled to get it, but it was like 1998. It was when we moved into the bungalow. So maybe it was 1999, actually. I got like a 36 inch, like Sony Vio television. And that fucking thing was so, it was so heavy. Me and my ex couldn't even fucking lift it together. Mostly because she had no upper <laughs> body strength, but it, that like the, the, the weight of it was just redonkulous. <laughs> I yeah, agree. Man. It's, uh, yeah, especially you know, it's, yeah, it's just again watching Gross Point Blank, Dan Aykroyd, you know, popcorn, yeah, TV to the head, you're fucking done. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> he even what's on a fucking death rattle when the fucking TV lands on him. Oh my, that's a fucking death rattle. That's him dead. There's no way. I mean, that's like that's like Skid Ulrich saying, you know what? I had a great time in Riverdale. Got to go back and play Billy Loomis. Because I did not die in that one. That wasn't a real bullet. It was fake. That made you think I was dead, but I wasn't. And I'm coming back. I'm like, no, no, you're gone. I mean, it was a sad swift, enough that we're getting fucking Nev Campbell back for part five. Like, but again, like the the demon said through chat, what the fuck is she doing anyway? Might as well go back for a stream five. Like, it's true. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Just kill them all in the first act. I've been saying this since it was announced. Bring them all back, and then fucking in the cold open, you fucking gut them like fish. That way they're out of the yeah, way, be, then we can move on. That would be awesome. 
all yeah, at the same time. Just fucking gut them from groin to sternum, welcome to Scream 5. But then you got to hope that whatever cast that they're bringing in is going to be able to carry the film. And that, you know, you know, look how you felt about... You do so well in part four. I was going to say, look how you felt about what's-her-face, man, Roberts, uh, Emma Roberts. So Emma Roberts and, and Hayden Panettiere and the fucking Culkin kid and then the other supporting cast, yeah, they all massively terrible. But you can't have the old cast carry the movie either. I mean, you gotta, no. there's got to be a fucking breaking point. Yeah, and we're at this weird time, too, though, in horror, man, where they're trying to rejuvenate the old stars. You know, just look at Jamie Lee Curtis with the Halloween franchise. You know, trying to bring them back, have them carry the movies. And at the same time, it's like, have them be, you know, like you just said, have them do their bit to introduce the next generation. We don't need to keep having the old generation carrying these franchises and trying to revive it. Let some other people come in and do that for you, but let you be a great introduction piece. But that's what it people spend be. the money to see. People are spending the money to see Jamie Lee Curtis mm. come up against Michael, you know, Michael Myers. They're not coming in like we saw with Halloween Resurrection to see her walk in, get killed at the beginning of the film, and then watch the rest of the movie of him going up against it Buster Rhymes, as entertaining as that was. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, but yeah. No, but then again, in Halloween uh, in 2018, you get like a five-minute fight sequence between Laurie and Michael, you know, where they're both massively injured and they're just kind of stumbling around the house for like the next 20 minutes. So we didn't really even get a final boss fight in that movie. So we'll have to see what Halloween Kills does. But it's just like with Scream 5. I mean, I can't even fucking imagine what the fucking whole thing is going to be about the killers killing people. Well, a couple years ago, you were pretty big shit, weren't you, Sydney? Well, you fucking still are, so I'm going to kill people. Yeah, that was that was only like fifteen years ago. <laughs> people yeah. like to kill people, man. That never changes. Yeah, that should be it, though. That should be it. I'm a fucking psychopath, and I'm killing people wearing the ghost face mask because that's what this fucking town is known for. No, I'm not. I'm jealous of you, or I'm your half fucking brother sister from another brother. No, just a <laughs> fucking psychopath who likes to kill people. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but you know what? You can't have it be random. It has to have, like, a, a plot point. There's got to be a reason behind it, or else it's not as fun. I, I, yeah, I'm not saying that they can't have a reason. I mean, if you're in Woodsboro, that's fucking murder capital of the world for, like, this fucking first movie. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, small town Woodsboro, you have fucking two decades of murders. Yeah, there's going to be somebody that's like, you know what, I want to kill people too, but I don't fucking have a reason. I just like to kill, because that's what they do. Well, no, fuck, I'm wrong. Because that's what they did in that, that Scream the miniseries that they just came out with last year that, that aired on MTV. And it was like a two-parter, oh. and that was one of the reasons the killer gave, because she just likes to kill. Like, oh, I, I forgot. Damn it. I, didn't watch the, I didn't watch the miniseries. I only watched the series. Oh, uh, it was worthless. Series. It sucked. Yeah, it was, it was called it con- Scream Resurrection. Was it its own <laughs> thing, or was it a continuation of the TV series? Because I didn't mind it was the, its own thing. the TV series. Okay. See, I, it was I, its own I, thing, I, and it brought back this ghost. We never back. finished. That was like a big season. deal. We we went like three episodes into the second season. And we were if, if that, we might not even have made it that far. And we tried multiple times too. I've watched the first episode of that second season like fucking five times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried the first season. I could not get past the first two episodes. But yeah, no, the Scream Resurrection that came out last year or the year before that, rather. Yeah, it was two nights, and they brought back the ghost face mask, even though it was in a different town. And, 
Yeah, there was like three killers this time, and one of them, their reason was just because they're they're being made fun of and they just like to kill. So I was like, fuck, can't use that for Scream 5 because it's already taken. I'm going to think of something else. <laughs> Somebody like stabbed way too much that first movie, and you know they just wanted to you know get their revenge. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. They'll think of some cock in the idea. But, uh, dude, you, know what, well, you know what movie I did Sorry find exciting, that. or at least as far as trailers go, is Freaky. That looks like a I lot of fun. Oh, yeah, dude. I was going to ask you, what did you think about that freaky trailer? Like, Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, it's like a great combination. Feels just like Happy Death Day, you know, so I was happy with it. Yeah, well, I mean, again, it's it's obviously the same same director, so it's going to have that mm-hmm. vibe. But, yeah, I mean, it's like Freaky Friday meets the hot chick meets a horror movie, which is, you know, I, I'm all for it. I dig it. Yeah, I dig it, and it takes place in the same universe. I found out it's Happy Death Day, so that's kind of fun. I'm hoping that's oh, no Ralph has a cameo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Landon confirmed it. So yeah. Here's the bummer. Then is it rated PG-13? R. Because I oh it is okay. So now I'm happy. Yep. Okay. Cool. I want blood. Yep. I want gore. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, the snippets that I saw look like it. But you know, I didn't know if it was going to be a bunch of shit that they're showing me in the trailer that's not going to make it in the in the final cut of the movie. I'm always on the fence that about Vince Vaughn, but he looks fun in this one. Yeah, <laughs> but no, they Landon said that unlike Happy Death Day in the sequel, it's going to be rated R. So he's like, "Stay tuned, guys." I was like, "Yes, finally, I want oh, to see this yeah. guy with some gore." <laughs> you know, I know he can do comedy in his horror, but I want to see some fucking gore. I want to see this chick fucking tear people apart. And I was like, rip them apart, you know, is Catherine Newton so unassuming? But, yeah, I'd love to see her just, uh, like, just stab people She was pretty dangerous in Detective Pikachu, man. I never saw that, so I couldn't tell you. It was a cute movie. What's Detective Pikachu? I liked it. It's a Pokemon what? movie. Mm-hmm. It's the only Oh, is Pokemon that the one that, movie. yeah, okay. Okay, is that the one with Ryan Reynolds where he voices one of the things, one of the monsters? Yes. Yeah, Pika. Yes, he voices Pikachu. Pika! Pika! Oh, it, why? Why? <laughs> no. Oh, Pikachu God, like, chicky, like chicky nuggets, dude. Chicky nuggets. Bukaki nuggets. Bukaki milk. Brought to you by Gizmo. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> don't do it. Make him do Gizmo. Oh, he's doing it. <laughs> Uh, gotta encourage the no, monkey to do his no. weird Howie Mandela right, impression. Right. Bye bye, Billy. No, uh, em, no, no, Emma doesn't love you when you talk like that. Emma wants you to miss him a dirty bitch. Emma wants you to talk to him and t- tell him how you were supposed to be a woman. That's what Emma wants. Now oh, we're gonna make some lists because of this fucking question. Are, are you doing like Kevin, the guy that actually was Elmo? I know. Some fucking dirty shit. <laughs> yeah, that guy was just jacking it every single time he did that. Yeah, Kevin Clash, yeah, he was a dirty, dirty <laughs> little thing. <laughs> that that was his name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Indeed. God, yeah. Well, anyway, so Dean, what else do you have for horror news? So, season two of the Shutter. Uh, Creep Show series has resumed production and is filming now in Georgia with the highest standards of cleanliness and sanitation, of course. But they've announced mm. uh, some of the new cast members that you will see in these episodes. Said that about the Batman uh, that will be too. coming 
for the season two, including uh, Keith David uh, of uh, of They Live fame, uh, Ashley Lawrence from Hellraiser, Adam Polly from The Mindy Project, and Josh McDermott from The Walking Dead will be some of the performers you will get to see in season two of Creepshow. So if you enjoyed the first season and you are looking forward to more, uh, production has resumed. That's all. Awesome. I'm always looking forward to more of that. <laughs> yeah, Me I'm just hoping they go a little bit more and uh, like deliver a harder product instead of like when we were talking about with season one, you would always have the strong half and then the weak half. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping they you know just keep it a little bit more consistent. I agree with that completely. That's a totally fair and valid statement. <clears throat> Fair and yeah. balanced. Yeah. Fair and balanced, monkey. <laughs> Very good, monkey. That's what we. Very good, monkey. That's what we. That's what we strive here for in talking terror. Just like Fox. Who's a good squint job? Fair and balanced. <laughs> that's that's a lie. And then we're all a bunch uh, of things, you know. <laughs> finally, well, not finally, but two more things. The apparently Disney is developing a prequel to The Omen uh, by the uh, writers of The Conjuring. Wait, um, Disney? Seriously? Yeah. Is it going to take place in the Marvel Universe? <laughs> I, I don't know. But I, I don't know, man. I That's one of those... Uh, I, I feel like The Omen, and I could be wrong, because I, I haven't watched it in gee, 30, 30, 25 it's years. I know, but I just I feel like that is not one uh, that you know. I feel like older fans of horror like hold it in high regard, but I feel like it's not one that has continued to have much in the way of legs amongst the the next generation of horror fans. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's just kind of my perspective. When I read this news, I was like, "The Omen." Like, who the fuck talks about the Omen? But um, you know, I, I just I just don't I just don't know if there's a the call for, call for it. You know, I just I just felt I was reading the news and it's like I don't know how I feel about this. So I want to know how you feel about this. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't really know who would want it. You know, but you know, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but. I mean, who just who wants to know about Damien's background? You already know that he's the son of the devil. There's a story, you know, and and yeah, I mean, the Omen. It, I mean, has it aged very well because it's a product of its time. It's a '70s movie, but there's some pretty hardcore moments. Like I said, I mean, the 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 babysitter. It's all for you, Damien, and then she fucking hangs herself mm-hmm. at a kid party. Dude, that, that still holds up. Is what, that <laughs> is what holds up for me. That's the only like you say the Omen. That is the first fucking thing I think of every time. Yeah, I mean, but you have the the priest that gets the pole through the, the chest, and you have the one guy getting his head cut off by the pane of glass. You know, I mean, there's, there's some pretty, like, it's a pretty juicy moments in there. But, yeah, overall, people just remember, it's all for you, Damien. Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's it. So, But if it's just remembered for that, I think that makes it memorable. If you could just say that to somebody who's a horror fan and they know what you're talking about, that makes it pretty memorable to me. I mean, I think the problem that you're going to run into with something like that is, is I mean, it's going into, you know, Book of Revelations, Antichrist level stuff, something that, you know, back in the 70s was being heavily explored with things like The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby, you know, from the 60s and all that shit. You had all of, like, that That was a, a, a big 
topic. You had books coming out about it. You had movies coming out about it. You had shit like the Manson family going on. Um, I think in this day and age to try to show that, you know, the only way I could see them doing it today and making it somewhat relevant would almost be to make it more of a, like I hate to say it, but more of like a sympathetic view by kind of exploring the idea of Satanism and the people that, you know, follow and believe in that as a religion now, not as, you know, the evil religion it was once portrayed as, but as the religion that it is seen as in today's society. Um, And maybe working along with that, because the only other way to go about it would be to do like some left behind shit. We saw that with, uh, with Mike Seaver from fucking growing pains, you know? Yeah, no more of that. No, once he found Jesus, it was all downhill for Mike Seaver. I mean, just look well, at Well, it was the case with most people well, that find Jesus. Well, it was the. Uh, well, that, that's very. Well, I've got him man. I, you know, I, I don't make fun of anybody that finds religion. Whatever you want to believe in is what you believe in. You know, it's the movie. But I, I was, I was a Jewish person. I have been persecuted for my entire existence. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. Please. Tell, tell me more about how much we persecuted you in Manalup in New Jersey, man. Oh. When Dean was in Egypt land, let my people go. <laughs> regardless, regardless of the persecution factor, I don't even know what the fuck I was saying anymore. Thank you, guys. That was fucking funny, man. Thank you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You were talking oh, about you were talking shit. about the book of uh, the book of revelations and you can't go that route because it's just the, the, that born again stuff is just a little too hardcore for people. It would be like trying to make a fucking Scientology movie that would be like mainstream. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Isn't that just every Tom Cruise movie now? Like, isn't it all the Scientology <laughs> movies? I don't know what like, the aren't they Tom about, Cruise movies are anymore. They're all just about Mini New and how Tom Cruise is awesome. I want to <laughs> see Top Gun 2. That's what I fucking know as far as Tom Cruise movies go. <laughs> I'm wondering how Maverick is going to bring Scientology into it. <laughs> hey, dude, down, check out this bro. book I found. It's totally cool. Did you know about Zenu? Hell yeah. They are making fun of religions. How come you're not giving them shit like you gave me shit? What, Scientology? Well, to be fair, Scientology is fake. Yes. No, no, no. So is Catholicism, <laughs> but we won't talk about that. <clears throat> Hail Satan. <Yeah>, no. <laughs> Just like that. That one's pretty fake, too. You know, listen, all of them are inventions. Oh, they're all. They're all. Hey, listen. They're all inventions yeah. of humanity. Okay, so yeah, they all are. beings yeah. like to tell fictional stories. Just, you know, yeah, just don't, don't, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you want to solve religion and you're found again or whatever, that's all good. Just don't make movies like Saving Christmas and Left Behind. Like, just, just save that for another day. Just be happy. Just be like, you know, I found Jesus. But don't fucking make movies like Saving Christmas. Like, just say, oh, say black terrible. another day. If you want to. <laughs> You can stay black, you can stay yellow, you can stay purple, like Prince. Like, I mean, you can be whatever color you want, baby. It's America. You have every right to be whatever color you want. Live your life. Whether you're religious or not, live that life. And don't become a ghost like in this fucking movie we're about to talk about. Boots from 2008. Uh, by, directed by right Ram Gopal Varma. 
All right, two weeks in a row, hitting it. A, 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 a poor attempt at a segue, but but it was a segue. I'll give you that. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't. We have. Go ahead. We have boots uh, from 2003, and you know some quick backstory here for where this pick came from. Uh, you know, back in the India. early days. Well, <laughs> yes. Uh, but as my as I started to get back into horror films, and uh, the the ghoul and I were having a period of watching horror movies all the time, and I had started to deeply explore uh, what horror offerings came from Japan and from, excuse me in Korea and all that. I would be reading all the time. I'd be up late at my computer uh, reading about. Uh, horror movies, you know, from all over the world, and what sounds good, and what do I want to try to find? And now, in, in the in the <laughs> in the computer in the computer age with like eBay and shit, like you were able to fucking track down, uh, you know, these films that maybe before the internet wasn't like it would be kind of difficult to to find some of these things. You know, that's how I got to see like the guinea pig series and get those and and all of that stuff. But anyway, I had read about Boot. Uh, you know, this this horror film from India, and I had never got a chance to see it. Uh, the only copy I was able to find but didn't get, it just it was in India, and it didn't have any, any subtitles or, or dubbing, so uh, it escaped me. And I was, I was going down the road of an absurd pick uh, for last week as the show was, was carrying on, and we were coming down to the wire, and I knew I needed my pick, and I, I had my title ready to go. It was going to be, it was going to, it was going to compete with Tammy and the T-Rex in, in, in that universe of movies. Uh, but then I, I started to think, I, I don't know what made <laughs> pop into my head, because I, Would have been a lot I don't know what made boot pop into my head, because I hadn't thought about it in so long, uh, but I punched boot into the search, and lo and behold, it was on it was on Netflix and it, and it was on Prime. So I was like, holy shit, I've been wanting to see this movie for like 15 fucking years. Uh, this is going to be the pick. So uh, this is a movie that truly has been on my list for that long uh, since before so I even moved out of my parents' house. Um, <clears throat> and I was excited for the chance to watch it. So this is Boot, uh, written So how did it work by... out for you? <laughs> well, we're getting there, dude. Uh, Ram Gopal Varma, starring AJ Devon and Ermila Matantakar. Uh, forgive the sure. pronunciations if those are incorrect. And um, this was a, uh, you know, a, a kind of supernatural possession ghost story type horror film. And, uh, you know, uh, my my viewing of it, uh, for me personally, just to get us started, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought that some of the jump scares were effective, uh, more so than and like ones that I've experienced in movies in the recent past. And things we've watched for the show and I don't think it was a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination but I enjoyed the atmosphere and the building of the suspense um you know I have some flaws about some things with uh the story and the, and and how things unfolded which we'll talk about but um I was real I was glad that I really had a chance to watch this uh while I did not love this it's not my favorite film I've ever seen I was I was definitely pleased and glad that after all this time I had the opportunity to watch it was it a top five all right <laughs> I don't do rankings. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Go. what do you think about uh, Boots? Well, look, again, it's a, uh, I mean, one, as the person here who's probably seen the most Indian films as I uh, have explored, I wouldn't say I deeply explored, but I have explored theatrically and at home 
quite a number of them uh, as I, I discovered this love of Bollywood films, um, starting with Bahubali, uh, which is a lot of fun, and on Netflix in two parts. I highly fucking re- recommend the movie. It is a fun movie to watch. They do have an English-language version of that film if you are so bothered by subtitles and whatnot. Uh, but again, Bollywood the, movies are so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to boot, um, you know, if I didn't, because of the Dean, have uh, a bit of a a deeper appreciation for these films in that time frame, I probably would have disliked this movie a lot more than I actually do. Um, You know, knowing what kind of movies were coming out around this time, especially on the American end, which was mostly remakes of films from Japan and Korea uh, being the big thing. This feels like it was just right up that same alley. You know, this was there with the grudge and the ring and all of that stuff. Um, It definitely felt like the exorcist at times. So yeah, overall I found it to be uh, a decent movie though, lacking in, 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 like full on gore or horror effects, but you know, for, for what it was, it was still fun. Hmm. Monkey, what do you think about Boot? All right, man. I have a coworker who work, uh, lives in India, or grew up in India. Uh, for starters, she, you know, for horror, she turned me on to this horror movie called Raz, and it's uh, more of a traditional-minded Raz, R-A-A-Z, and it is a more traditional um, Indian movie where they do have the the female ghosts in the white tapestries. There is singing, there is dancing, while at the same time they're still trying to do horror. Um, the thing spawned like three sequels um, for the Raz. So I've seen that one, and then I watched this one, and I look at how it had um, gotten so many awards. It was, you know, recognized as such a great movie. <laughs> then after watching, I talked to my coworker, and, you know, I told, told her, I, you know, we were watching Boot, and she was like, what? <laughs> he watched it, and I was like, yeah, she goes, so you made it through that piece of shit? And I was like, yeah, because this thing was fucking bad, man. Oh, man, this, oh, this movie, like, oh, like, was boring from everything. This movie had, like, what, like, was just bad. It was dumping so much shit from other stuff, man. Dumping, like, it was dumping fucking Scooby-Doo at you. It was dumping Powerpuff Girls at you. It was dumping Spider-Man at you. It was trying to do everything it could to make you forget that you were watching this damn movie. This movie was pretty much a rip-off of so many other horror movies. And I don't know why this movie was so highly regarded in India as such a great horror movie. It's... Like, this movie, like, when you watch it, it says, you know, it's rated, you know, for this because of sexual content, gore, blood, nothing. Oh, fuck yes. Okay, let's let's do this. No. And that was the thing that pissed me off is none of this was in this damn movie. There was none of this shit. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, it, it took us 51 minutes and 45 seconds to even get to one scene of kind of gore and it's just oh my god this movie just irritates the hell out of me but what did you think of this film (laughs) well i mean i I get what the ghost said earlier about you know appreciating bollywood movies and movies from india and 
you know, maybe if I'd seen more Indian movies, uh, you know, I might get an appreciation for this because this movie was an absolute fucking bore. I just, I don't like anything about it. I, it took me three tries to get through it because the first time I fell asleep and I just, I kept trying to focus on the movie, but like the monkey said, just not a lot happens. And I don't know if that was intentional from the director, you know, let's keep it like a slow burn and we're going to, you know, build up tension and then, but it never really built up to much. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's a cool thing of possession with the haunting. I would have much rather been in that theater watching Spider-Man than watching Boots, you know, for as long as I did because fucking Spider-Man rules, even that first one. But I just, I don't know. I just, I just found it to be just very, just, it's an hour and 50 minutes. This movie is like an hour and a half tops. Like it, it had no reason to be an hour and 50 minutes. I don't understand the running time, but uh, you know, maybe something is lost on me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to interject on this one, um, but only because one, I, I got dropped out for a second. So I kind of came halfway back in with the, with the monkey's explanation. Um, two things that I will say with this. Um, and again, this is just based on, on my knowledge of Bollywood films and the Indian culture in general as such. Um, one, they're not particularly violent by nature, nor do they represent violence mm. often in film. Um, in particular, they feel like it's um, it's in poor taste culturally and as far as like a responsibility to the people that will be watching the film um, – to, to represent things in that light. So it's kind of hard-pressed for them to really do that. Like, even action-style movies, like I've seen, like, War and things like that, in which, you know, there's all kinds of, like, you know, almost like a Mission Impossible type of movie, but the fighting is always a little bit dampened down. Deaths are not necessarily shown graphically. A lot of times it's almost even comical when they go into that realm um, as far as showing these things. And again, that's that's not uncommon with them. Yeah, and I've seen those movies too. But like but then on the flip side, they do have those movies. They are out there in India. It's like there are action movies that actually show blood. There's actual horror movies that actually show gore. There's movies where you've got guys running around with their dicks out, running down the street and stuff like that. Those movies are out there in India. Are just, are movies, they, uh, they are out there, but nobody I, wants, I, I, some, nobody some wants to see a home that I was doing earlier today that, you know, films like that are out there, but those are not films that are in like kind of the popular realm or the popular mindset. Uh, one of the things that I had written, because after I watched it, I did, I, had, I knew nothing about Indian horror films or, you know, I, I, I had no context other than hearing of this film. So I did some reading and they did say one of the things uh, that set this film apart in the Bollywood universe is that, uh, you know, that one, there was no, there was no music, there was no dancing, there was no, there was none of that. Uh, so much so that even after the film was released, they put out like a soundtrack and called it the movie soundtrack with like traditional, like, I guess, Bollywood style songs that weren't from the movie. And the soundtrack like sold poorly because, because of that fact. Um, and that, okay. uh, you know, there have been attempts at horror throughout the years. And there are a couple Indian horror films that have some, uh, some reputation behind them from what my understanding was that even though, yes, this film for certain as watchers of horror, all of us that watch horror movies, uh, consistently, you know, we see, uh, you know, we see, we watch this film and we see, you know, tons of other horror films inside of it, 
you know, things that we've seen done before, uh, both, you know, way better and, and worse. And one of the things that I had, uh, you know, read about this film was that in India and in Bollywood film, when they would make uh, horror films, that most of the time they were like, like such overblown remakes and not direct remakes, but just stealing stories and plots, uh, you know, from, from, yeah. from foreign big names horror films that they were like almost like like satire and how terrible they were and i didn't think that was the case here uh you know with there not being like a very very long rich history of horror in india um you know this one when it came out from what i was reading was kind of different compared to 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 that kind of film and uh even uh, the two the main actor the main actor's uh, AJ Devon is like a is like a huge Bollywood star, and it was like a big thing that he was in this film. And uh, the same thing for for the actress who played his wife, uh, also um, you know a big Bollywood star. And the writer and director of this, like he has made several kind of whether like horror, suspense, you know, kind of offbeat films that are mm. different, little different uh, than the usual Bollywood fare. And like he even has a nickname, like he like he's known as RGV for his initials. Mm. You know, like so there's a lot of different no, elements to this movie being yeah. brought to the screen. Yeah, but well, maybe if it didn't play out like a is... bad soap opera. <clears throat> Good. Yeah, but but that's the big difference <laughs> though. Is this style. is not this is not a Bollywood movie. This is a Hindi movie. All right, it's not Bollywood. There's a huge difference between Bollywood and Indian movies and Hindi movies. Yeah. And this is not a straight up Bollywood movie where you follow the strict you know, rules that are applied to Bollywood of, you know, things like actors who are not husband and wife do not kiss in movies. You know, they may flirt and stuff like that, but they do not kiss. You do not see makeout scenes. You know, you never, ever, ever see titty. You never, ever see blood. And yes, dancing and singing is required in Bollywood. This is not Bollywood. That's what I'm getting at is this movie is Hindi, but it's not Bollywood. And I don't know if this is like a a Hindi thing because of like the thing – but you follow the Vishal and his wife Swati in this house. Why does everything they fucking do have to involve a fucking big musical sting? Like this big dramatic <laughs> fucking song. Like she's walking across the street, like done, done, done. I was like, what are you? Why? Like they're standing on the rooftop talking to each other, and you hear. I'm like, is there is there a jet that's going to come flying into the building in any second? Like why are why why is it so? Like you know, I, can, this movie, I can tell this you movie why. didn't have any music. Uh huh. <laughs> it's got no, it's got nothing to do with the style. It's got nothing to do with anything other than and this is what I, I kind of realized it while watching the movie because I was too. I was like, wow, she turned because there's the scene she goes up the stairs and she's turning <laughs> off the light. And as they turn off as they turn off the last light, there's this musical sting. You know what it was? It was the fucking doll. It was the doll because it connects to the kid that you're going to find out what? about at the end of the film. All of the scenes that have that musical sting, <clears throat> the doll is involved with the scene. You see the doll either sitting there. It's supposed to be like yeah. one of those ominous things. The problem is, is that they never really give you any introduction to that doll other than her finding it mm. on the top of the thing. And basically, you know, it was almost like the scene in uh, mm. Kung Pao when she picked yeah. up the little baby. And it's like, yeah. oh, so mm. cute. <laughs> the Millennium Boy. <laughs> And the yeah, same well, thing, the director. R- RGP didn't say that. Yeah. 
And the director, fuck, like, he kept using two shots over and over again. He kept using this fucking elevator shaft over and over again. All right, yep. and then he kept you, and then he kept using the same fucking shot outside of the building of the camera, doing down, you know, like shooting in the building, and then slowly retreating down into the bushes. Same he loved fucking that shot. shot. Like he, he used that shot like five yeah, fucking times. Yeah, he loved it. That, that exact when, like, same uh, shot. Yeah, like when when like shit starts going down, you find out that the Hindu version of Jimmy Smith is like the fucking police detective. Like when he looks up at that fucking building, he does it like eight times. Same thing. I thought he totally looked right? like Jimmy Smith, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, that's a Hindu. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And Vishay looks like the fucking Hindu Gante Hicks, and I kept calling him fucking Clark in that yeah. fucking movie. Because he doesn't fucking want to be there anymore. And then every, well, t- every time thing. the detective has to show himself, he has to sit there and do his last name and then say his first name and his last name while showing the name tag every fucking time. With, <laughs> with a fucking 24 <laughs> by 36 poster of themselves in the fucking hallway. Obnoxious. It's part, <laughs> it's part comedy as far as him reintroducing himself every time. That's the thing here. You know, like I said, Indian films in general, and it's the one thing that, you know, like, part of what made me start to actually appreciate and, and really enjoy and love them as much as I did. I found that as I would like leave the theater or after I finished watching them, I didn't feel, I, you know, like the only way I could say it is like, I just didn't feel disgusting. Like, you know, sometimes you come out of a movie yeah. and you're like, yeah. wow, you know, I just can't like, they always have some kind of like, just, better feel to the story, to the characters. They mm-hmm. just would make me feel better as a fucking human being on this planet, which was nice and which is what I know their intention kind of is. Um, King, you asked about the runtime before. Um, you know, it's funny, but most too of the movies that I would end up seeing, they're all two hours, two and a half hours, and so forth and so forth. Here in Jersey, right. we do have a, a, a large Hindu population and a lot of Indians. You know, I would talk to them about seeing the movies, which they would get a kick out of. You know, white people, like regular people seeing their films, they think it's not only incredible, they find it hysterical, they love getting into conversations about the movies, everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, do, do, do you remember we used to go? We used to go to that. We uh, Nicole and I, we we took we knew that <laughs> restaurant in South Plainfield that had the big screens with those movies showing, and we would just go in there and have like a feast and just be watching those movies and laughing our asses off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the one up in uh, the Edison area. Uh, mm-hmm. So the thing with the length, because at one point I did ask one of you know the the there was one guy Potty who uh, worked at the Quick Check down the road, and I asked him. I said, you know, why are all of the Indian movies they just always so long? And his answer, very candidly, was, well, you know how we are. We like value for our money, and if we're going to take the time to spend our money to go see a movie, we need to make sure we're getting our value for it. So that's why a lot of these films have these extremely bloated runtimes, just because if they're paying the 10 to $20 to go see a movie, I mean, I don't know what that translates to over in India. I don't know what no, movies cost no. to go see there, but you know, whatever they're spending, they want to make sure they're getting their value for it. So if that means sitting in the theater for fucking two to three hours, then so be it. That is and a great what answer. What I will say <laughs> is that uh, yeah, I thought it was, wait, wait, wait. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, with with what happens in the movie as far as Vishal and, and Swati, the haunting aspect of it when you have Manjeet, the girl that fell to her death from the balcony, 
you know, the, the parts that I actually did like, you know, the very little that I did like about this movie was her being haunted by Manjeet and always Manjeet's around, you know, you have people in the audience of movie theater turning into the ghouls. And it brought back memories of seeing Carnival of Souls, you know, the early 60s Herc Harvey movie. I was like, okay, so this is probably what he's doing, trying to make an homage to Carnival of Souls, gets that whole thing of they're all dead and you're trying to bring her with them. So I enjoyed that. But, you know, they go to the loneliest fucking amusement park in fucking India where it's just fucking sand and then there's just a bunch of scattered fucking toys everywhere. And that's where she sees ghosts. And I was like, yeah, he probably would. It's the beach. It wasn't an amusement park. It looks so sad. It just looks like, why would anybody want to be there? They have this one creaky fucking toy and then they're just making a bunch of fucking food. And I was like, wow. They definitely, uh, I feel bad for them. (laughs) <laughs> that was the beach, man. Yeah, it's like I'm with the ghoul, man. That was the beach. Didn't you see the seaside like way the fuck out? It's it's because no, the tide, like it's so level out there. That's why, man. You know, if you're gonna talk about but, anything, if anything, to talk about the scary fucking ride where it's being pushed by people, you know, <laughs> just that scary. Oh yeah, with the fucking guy that has his head down and just slowly pushing <laughs> the, the fucking the carousel, man, getting pushed by two people and yeah. then the tiny little horses yeah. on the yeah. outside that only like yeah. the smallest of kids could possibly sit on. It just it was so <laughs> sad to watch. And I was like, but then they, I was, I had to wonder if that fucking AMC theater had like promotional things within this movie because they focus on that fucking theater name for so long. Where I was like, oh man, oh, we're going into this theater. Like, you know, it's sponsored by AMC Projector Theaters. Like, I'm like, okay, that's fancy. Well, one thing yeah, I'll I, say, man, is that, you know, for 2004, you know, that was a damn nice movie theater. And, like, even here, like, we had the Metroplex and stuff like that, but it looked nothing yeah. like mm-hmm. that. That was, like, one of those, no. those big, no. grand style theaters that, like, again, like, you'd hear about, but I don't know, we never really had one of those here. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah Swati getting possessed he, is just it, maybe that's the comedy of it. Maybe Swati getting possessed is the comedy of it because her acting when she's possessed, I was like, oh my god, she's not serious, right? Where she's just opening her eyes up really wide and just mm, kind of slowly yeah. turning her body, and she's like, I'm possessed. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just the fact that they give her a little bit of red eye makeup, but then they kind of paint her lips to look like they're cracked. I was like, come on, you got nothing on fucking window wear, guys. That that's the yeah, go. Dude. That's the go for possession films, like you know. But yeah, yeah, because when we were watching it, the diva who looked at me and she turned around, she was like, "This is not the actress they should have hired to do this role. No, she cannot carry no. this fucking role." <laughs> not Hindu Jimmy Gertz. She is not the one. I just kept having flashbacks to fucking Twister the entire time watching this. Like, There's a cow, you know. But yeah, this this one didn't quite do it that way. But um, I, I also like the the doctor, Doctor Rajan, because. So hilarious. I think ahead, culturally, yeah, though, too, we're, we're looking at this and we're saying it from the American perspective. We're looking at it saying the exorcist. We're looking at we it. We have to. Seen this. Uh, of course we do. But what I'm saying is when you look at I'm just trying to see it from their perspective. Um, like, sure, maybe, the best they can the maybe they have it. For them, though, again, <clears> these <throat> acting styles, this particular type of performance is normal and you'll see it in a lot of their their movies and everything is a little bit melodramatic or it's overdramatic somebody said before that like every scene feels like a soap opera that again is a very did, commonly yeah. played thing in in bollywood and, and indian films in general well and that's a great point that you brought up because i was going to bring up dr rajan and why i love this character so much is he walks in and he's like, well, you know, we're going to check on her and do all these tests and everything like that. But then he has like a B plot line where his daughter is dying of blood cancer, but he's super fucking casual about it. Where it's just like, yeah, my daughter's <laughs> dying. So, 
anyway, I suggest rest in these pills. Doctor, your daughter's dead. Well, you have to. Have, I it. mean, to, that, to, to the defense of the doctor, uh, I mean, I would imagine, <laughs> like, if you, like, if his daughter's dying of blood cancer, I would imagine that it's something that's been going on for quite some time that he's, but now she's you know, probably come to grips with in some ways, especially as a doctor, uh, that he shouldn't necessarily be in a full-blown, like, hysteria about it. No, and based on their their religious beliefs, too, (laughs) death is just the passage to the next life. So, you know, like, I'm sure he's going to be sad to be losing his daughter, but if he he is, obviously, we're not seeing it in the character. I'm just making, you know, drawing the conclusion. But, you know, at that point, they're, you know, that she's moving on. Again, we're not going to see that in the film necessarily because we also find out that some souls are trapped and all of this and that. Yeah, but also the Indian culture, they're all about that you have to sit there and show up for your work and do your job as well. Mm -hmm. So despite the fact that he was having these personal problems, he still had to stop what he was doing personally and do his job. It wasn't until he actually excused himself when his daughter actually died where he's like, look, I have to go. I had a personal problem, you know. Because right. you know, to yeah. piggyback to piggyback to piggyback on top of that, you know, the diva was also like you know having a moment where she was thinking that the housemaid was maybe a ghost because no one was acknowledging her, and I was like, "Honey, remember <laughs> India? No, she was just weird. Them. You know, <laughs> yeah. no, no one talks. Yeah. No one talks to the help. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't have either. She was creepy as shit. I've been like, what the fuck are you standing there for? Jesus, like, you know, you know, make some noise. I'm gonna put a cowbell on you. So I can hear you when you walk into a room. But it's well, like, I get that about the doctor. You get, yeah. funny how insensitively they explain her away. Because at one point yeah. he's like, I think, like, basically he's like, I think she's simple. You know, it was like, wow. Yeah. Nice. That poor woman. Yeah, and while the night watchman was killed, and, and of course the detective suspects that it, that it was Swati that did it, you know, turned his head completely around, um, the best is that you bring in a fucking psychic who's like a fucking model the entire fucking movie where she's like, ooh, looking at the camera. Like, there's something well, sexy about well, this. Like, I'm like, she, no, no, stop it. She, that's because she was the name drop, dude. She was like Sting in Dune, okay? She, uh, uh, Rika is a huge, huge, That's why huge. she does. But Sting yeah, did vamp like she did for the camera. Oh, my God, did this woman vamp. Oh, really? She was so Sting good looking, though. I just, I just wish she was the main character. She should have been swatty just so we could have saw, saw more of her, man. Yeah, yeah but, she, but, she, but she's a huge actress that's been around since the 70s in India. You know, she's she's been all over the place. It's like, you know, I just, she has a big, big, big toward storyline behind her personal life and all that kind of shit. But she was a huge name drop for movie. this movie. I and that's saying, fine. Was, I get that. She was a name drop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the total well, you were. But again, when, when you have people like this in Bollywood, you know, that's like us having like a, a Sandra Bullock type of person in a film and somebody of that kind of, of importance and level. But over there, it actually does go further. There are, you know, oh, families yeah. that are like deeply tied into Bollywood and the filmmaking industry and everything there. And, you know, there are a, a lot of male actors too, that like, you know, just them being in the film, you know, like the first one that comes into my head is, I think his name is Prasab. Like this guy, it's fantastic because like, he's got this great head of hair. And in one of the movies, I think it was uh, Saho, 
there was like a scene where like, cause you know, in all of his movies, when you see him, his hair is like, just always like this important thing, even though he's a different character in all of them. And at one point, in this other film, Saho, he like walks into like a police station or whatever, and it's like the lights dim and disco lights come on, and you see all the other <laughs> actors in the film like reacting to it, like what the hell's going on? And the one female like looks and she's like, "What? What is this?" And he's like, "This is just what happens when he walks into the room, you know, because that's just that's just him. That's how important of an actor this particular guy is that it's incorporated into character at times, and that is something again. Like I said, I, I really love some of these like little new nuances they have in their films. I mean, I, I would have preferred if there had been a wind machine every time Sarita walked into a room. It's like, and then like, well, that makes sense. Just there was. Every time the, the trees coming you know. through that apartment all the time? The trees and I the thought that was supposed to be the boot. Room. I thought that was supposed to be the ghost. That's the boot making no, it happen. Like, I, I think know? it was just great airflow. <laughs> 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 you know? And, of course, we get introduced to Manjeet's mom who comes in, and she's like, oh, my daughter wouldn't kill herself or her son. And I, that's when I forgot that she had a son. I was like, wait a second, that fucking kid that looks like he's from a 90s movie? He's her kid? Wow, I just thought he was another fucking ghost. And I was like, man, I got to catch yeah. up. With. That is a plot point that they cut. Like, okay, here's the thing. Like, it dropped real quick. Dead early in the film that she had a kid? Because I remember seeing the kid. No, they just said she dropped yeah, her death. Wow. I just, yeah, they said she dropped to her death. There was never a point where they were like, she's yes, dropped was, to her no, death was, along with her kid. No, there was never anything mentioned about the kid. The real estate agent just says that nope. uh, the woman uh, fell to her death. Uh, and then the first time we realized that maybe there was a child involved was when we see the doll up in that, uh, that, um, that loft over the kitchen. And you, see, and you see the ghost of the yeah. boy throughout the film. See, and again, at this point... Yeah, I'm you do the ghost of the, the boy, so you about, imagine that, yes, there was a boy also. It's the apartment. Well, I'm figuring the apartment is haunted, or maybe the building is haunted, and these are multiple spirits, not that these spirits are connected in any way. That is a mistake no, I think, I on the part of the filmmaker, just because either they didn't want to drop that because it just made it seem too obvious... Mm-hmm. Um, or what? I don't know. But that I thought was a weird choice because by the time this movie comes to its its climax, you know, we both, me and the, the cool girl, both like looked at each other like she had a kid. Like what the fuck? Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially because the, you have yeah. the 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 ghost having one specific look, and then you have the son looking like he's in the original Dawn of the Dead with his blue face paint and shit like that, and his oh, kind no, of orange hair. Dust. I Man, was he was covered in fucking dust like the Sandlot kids throughout this entire movie. He wasn't covered in blue. He <laughs> looked like the vacuum cleaner blew up in the Sandlot. He just got covered in dust. He's just walking around. Right? <laughs> you know? That's the whole I thought. Every time that kid popped up, I was like, oh, it's the Sandlot kid. Like, you know? But again, like the ghoul had said, I didn't think he was connected to the story at all. I thought he was just haunting that apartment for some reason until they, they reveal what exactly happened to Manjeet. Well, you know, that was the, also the like the old died. lady in the other apartment, which never comes yes, to anything, yep. even though they nope. showed her multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it doesn't come up again. And even Mr. Sakar, Th- uh, Thakar, or however you want to pronounce his name, you know, even though his son well, Sandre has something to do with this story, he's there, but he's really kind of like, I don't know. Well, I just didn't really feel like he was a character. He just kind of pops in and out. Like he didn't really well, offer idea, anything where you're like, oh, this is going to come up. No, but the idea is he's the one that owns the house. You know, we get the drop earlier, too, that, you know, his kid is somewhere else. So we know that his son was there or at least present in the building at one point or another. 
that I think is just supposed to be kind of a clue as to maybe he has some kind of involvement. I mean, there was no point in this film where I was surprised other than the kid. And again, mm-hmm. that's because of a lack of information in the movie itself. Um, everything else I felt was like just spelled out. Like, you know, like I never felt like man, yeah. she was like a truly malevolent thing. I felt like, you know, this movie right. is going to end up turning around right. when she was murdered, you know? Yeah. And you know, we do see that she was murdered by Sanjay. Uh, then the night watchman comes in with his fucking kendo stick and he's like, sup? He's like, sup guy? And he's like, oh, there's a kid. He's like, don't worry about it. He fucking walks the kid out of the room and he's like, taking care of y'all. Just yeah. killed me a kid. I'll see you downstairs. Yeah, and I will say for a Hindi movie, man, that was some pretty fucking dark shit right there, man. He like, wasn't because he didn't see anything. He could have just put the kid no. on a fucking boat and been like, take care, guy. No, we know, yeah, we know he, what would happen. This is where, you know, and again, when I talked earlier about, like, flawed ideas, like, this is where um, I feel that when you find out, like, who who the killer was, like, I feel there was, like, there was, like, all of a sudden, like, there was a son across the hall, and uh, there was no, like, it was just so all of a sudden, you know? Like, yeah, was yeah, yep. Yeah, like all of a sudden, oh, this character is here. He was yeah. the murderer, but there was no, not that they needed to like beat you over the head with the idea throughout the movie, but like right. you never even hear they or see give you that a character at any point. All yeah. you, oh, well, like I said, all you get with that character is one drop line that his son is in Pune. And that's it. All you know is that the landlord <laughs> has a son Pune. and that the landlord is not there, uh, is that the son doesn't live there currently because he's somewhere else. What a great yeah, trap they set just, up for him too. Yeah, like what a yeah, it was just what a, a great trap. It was, gotcha, yeah, it was a big. Michelle <laughs> 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 so comes running out of his apartment. He's like, "Gotcha, bitch!" He's like, "No, no, <laughs> oh, I admit to nothing." When he fucking ran over the ghost kid, I was fucking dying because that fucking kid just opened his eyes. He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> he's already dead. He can't kill you again. <laughs> <laughs> that eye popping open and him just freaking out in the car and running off. I was like, he's dead. He can't kill you again. But no, he's off. Uh, the, there should have been Benny Hill music playing at some point. That would have been happy. But yeah, we have to have Sarita come there with, with Manji's mother. And of course, we also have Swati coming downstairs looking. Uh, more worse for the wear, kind of, because she still has that really red eye makeup, and then she just wants to strangle, uh, you know, Sanjay to death because that's what she should be doing because you know she's possessed by Manji. But so man. now we get the entire special effects budget spent in five yeah, that's minutes. It. One ready? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. This whole thing, you know, with the, the pylons. Yeah. We're gonna have some street magic. Are you ready? He's gonna be lifted up <laughs> sideways beside a a pillar. Because <laughs> David Blaine was seeing this shit, it was like, "This is what you need to do." Yeah, he could have been know. a consultant. I, I we don't know. It. I didn't check the credits. I mean, it was good. I mean, I yeah, I agree with the ghoul. I mean, it was a cool fact just because it's something. You know, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna yeah. fucking throw him on the fucking rebars." I was like, "Yes." fucking do it. Drop him on the fucking rebars. I want to see it. And they're like, no, no, no. No, we're going to lower him to the ground. He's going to get arrested, you know, by, the, by you know, Hindu Jimmy Smith. And he's going to go to jail now, <laughs> you know, for his crimes. So we're all wrapped up. 
But I knew that rebar was going to come into it because once they got to the basement, because they kept showing that rebar over and over and over every t- every time the husband would go to park his car. And I was like, as soon as they got to the basement, I was like, Lane, he's going to end up on the rebar. <laughs> right. It was so fucking cool. At least it's like his fucking knee went through it or something like that. But no, they, like the monkey said, they probably spent all their money on that cool stunt of him rising above the rebar. But when nah, this again, is all done, it's about, yeah. it's about justice yeah, yeah, being served. It's not about revenge. It's not about killing. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, you know, the, the idea is that this person, this spirit, deserves a peaceful ending. You know, it doesn't need to end violently for them. So it already did. You know, their their death was the violent thing. This is this is about the Yeah, abortion. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, it, no, was, right. it was. Yeah, but it was also um, the mother that said, no, you don't need to try and get vengeance this way because if you do, you're going to bring Swati down with you, and Swati doesn't deserve your vengeance. So it was sparing Swati. It, it wasn't so much of a not getting vengeance, as we're going to see later. It was a sparing I, Swati of getting the vengeance. Yes, which would have put I mean, Swati yeah, in, technically a, in a she was serious position. But I think the thing, too, though, yeah. is that her spirit would have never been allowed to rest had she gone the next step with this. You know, but then again, I mean, what they really because you know. she, she killed the uh, the security guard. So I guess really See, they, that's they uh, fucking head right around. kind of moot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool visual effect when they showed it from the side, like how it was twisted around. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was great. too CGI for me. Look too CGI for me. I, I just... I, the the flying effects are good, but that head turn, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. But why couldn't they fucking have the Star Wars ending to this fucking movie where you fucking see them as ghosts and they're just fucking waving at nothing? You, know, you don't even like Star Wars. Okay. Don't even bring it up. Nope, nope. Because that's the ending oh, of that movie, right? Uh, uh, uh. The, fuck, <laughs> the fucking bad guys and shit like that are all together and they're all waving at the Ewoks and shit like that. Isn't that how that movie fucking ends? They're like, singing nope, pieces though. of it. That's what I miss. But... No, the the ghost just kind of disappears, and and Swat is just like, oh hey, and he's like, oh hey, we can go live our lives now in our fucking apartment with that twenty four by thirty six picture of us. I know. <laughs> Thanks. No, they, I tell they, myself. They had two of those pictures, King. It wasn't just one. They had two they hanging had up two? in the same hallway. Yeah. Jesus, fuck these people. They, they had, Seriously. They had one. They had one on one hall, one wall of the hallway, and then they had one in the same hallway on another wall. But yeah, yes, by the twenty-four by thirty-six poster frame. Yes. Well, aren't they living like the Miz and fucking Mrs. Jesus. <laughs> I, well, it's not like they have a, no frame photos of themselves. No, because at least the Miz and Mrs. pose semi-nude over their mantelpiece. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm Things sorry. Monkey, if I go over to your apartment and I walk in in your bedroom and you got this huge fucking photo of you and the fucking diva, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I get it. You guys are in you're love. Just I don't jealous, jealous. Jealous. You don't have any. You don't be jealous, jealous, man. You don't have somebody to make fucking. I would never do that. Like that. I would you. never do a framed photo. I don't fucking like when taking pictures. When will I find my one and only somebody? You're going to find that 55-year-old, 60-year-old fucking lady yes. that's going to fucking jerk your chain and pick your nutsack. Okay? I want him, and she's going to be yeah, like, right. I'm going to oh, marry a busted-out fucking want, hooker or a stripper, and she's going to be at the end of her fucking career. <laughs> as long as she only has two bullet find, stars, gonna, I'm okay. More than three is not good. Yeah, no, I would Don't do that. Work. Yeah. 
Don't worry, King. This weekend is Chicky Nuggy Night at the retirement home. We're going and you're scoring. Fuck yeah, dude. Right? dude babe, I'm going to bring the extra applesauce. You bring your chicken nuggies, and it's going to be fucking awesome. I mean, they, they fucking jumped down in that applesauce. I couldn't believe it. Such great bait. I mean, they just and, <clears throat> i got to get left in somebody's will. I mean, Jesus Christ. got to put it on your <laughs> you know. I wouldn't mind that. You know, a little bit of sucky, sucky high five, you know, from Edna after bingo. Wouldn't mind that. Yeah, just, you know, like I yeah, said, just, just, you know. just, just break a little metal musil on your cock, and they just go for it like, you know, pigeons at a park. <laughs> Edith, it's not going to suck itself, you know. So we're done with bingo. I played with you for a fucking half afternoon. Okay, hell yeah, here we go. <laughs> Don't just stare at it, Margaret. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> you know, I had my first threesome with two seven-year-olds. It's pretty fucking tight, dude. Not their pussies, but it's a fucking situation. <laughs> King likes to hit but, until he hears the pelvic bone snap. <laughs> my hip! Hell yeah. <laughs> Why are you high-fiving yourself? Because I just broke somebody's hip. With Happy 60th birthday. <laughs> so, Sanjay is arrested for his crime and taken to jail. With my cock. Hey, little mushroom. Come on, man. Yeah. giving him way yeah. too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. My little fucking stumbling dick. No way. Um, but Kureshi, the detective, is talking to Sanjay and saying he wishes there could have been a better sentence for him. But there is because Manjeet uh, is in the prison cell with him. I like the prison cells in India, though, because they don't make it comfortable. They give you that little fucking Fuck no. slab and, like, just sit on that bitch. Like, they don't give you a fucking full cot and a blanket and a pillow. They're like, nope. You get this little fucking slab of shit and just fucking enjoy it. Because you're about to be haunted I mean, by Angie, or does she kill him? Who I, I don't know I what fucking killed. Lancaster prisons are like, man, but I know that, you know, when I had to fucking do my night in county, man, it's, uh, it was a hard plastic fucking cot. With, you had the duck boat, dude. I, that sucks for you. I had a fucking bunk when I was in jail. When I went to the nah, man, I, Yeah, I, I had a bunk, all right. It was fucking, you know, me and my fucking psycho fucking bank robbing <laughs> fucking roommate, okay? And again, like I said, it was a plastic fucking bunk with, you know, yeah, a you tiny, and when yeah, I mean it was, tiny, it was, it was like a tiny thing, yeah. little quarter-inch yep. fucking thin mat that I know exactly you, know, what you're you talking put about. on your bunk. Uh-huh. Yeah, the night that I went in, I had, the, I had one of the bunks. I had the, the bottom bunk, and then the cell door opened up. They threw a guy in there with that big plastic fucking thing. They gave him a sheet and pillow, and they're like, good night. And I was like, oh, shit, he got stuck with that. I got the bed. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, I was only there for a couple of oh, months, no. but still. Would not recommend it. Zero out of ten stars. Both both beds were plastic. That's my point. You know what I mean? This oh, wasn't that like the, sucks. The, oh, this, no, this yeah. is a temporary tank. Dude, this wasn't the drunk tank. Yeah. This was like an actual fucking yeah. cell. And they suck. I was in Genpop. I'm telling you, I, yeah, there was a bunk bed, and I got the bomb. There was a dude on top yeah, that was a fucking yeah. deadbeat dad. It was pretty nice. Yeah. He slept a lot. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that was Gen Pop, the ghoul talking about overnight. Because same thing in Richmond when I, I had to overnight. do my overnight. Yeah, but in Richmond, before, like for overnight, before I did my Gen Pop, all, the, all it was was a fucking metal slab. That that was what it was in, in Richmond was a fucking metal slab on a cold October night. I'm glad That's they let me keep my so trench cheap coat. out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The but that's down. all it was. <laughs> so that's what that's why I was like, wow, man, I, you know, that concrete actually <laughs> looks yeah, kind of comfortable compared terror. to a metal slab. 
<laughs> yeah, no, like I said, I I was in Gin Pop in, in County where the ghoul was, and I had a couple of days in there, and I had a nice fucking bed. I had a nice fucking setup, you know. I was like, you know, this isn't so bad. I mean, it could be a lot worse, you know, but I didn't shower <laughs> the entire time I was there. I didn't tell you that much. I thought I would enjoy it too much. That's probably why I didn't do it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Kept going, oops, I dropped my soap. <laughs> yeah, I was too willing. I think that's the problem. I think I was too eager. Like, you know, they didn't want me to be so happy about being stuck in the shower. I was like Leslie Nielsen in fucking 33 and a third naked gun where I'm just fucking singing my fucking soap and shit like that. Like, why is he so fucking happy? Oh, that's right. He's only getting out in a couple of days. Fuck him. He'll stab my sleep. Good luck. 24-hour lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not my but, prison uh, shake, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm in here for. But, so, yeah, that was Boot from 2003. Uh, thank, I, I didn't like it, but I'm glad I got to see it. bread all taste the same when you're in jail. Because, you know, oh, yeah. That's exactly what it was. I, I, I did Brave trying the uh, the fish filet Oof, that they, they, they tried it. to give us. And, listen, they gave you what nope. they gave you. And I know my roommate was like, <laughs> yeah. Yo, you you going to eat that? Because if you're not, I'm going to take it. And I'm like, you know what, man? Go ahead. I can enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> no. I couldn't do it. No. I mean, I, was, I, did, just, you, I did, did my work. Then he turned you into the Susie towel. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I wasn't the loose Lucy, man. I'm good, I'm good on all that. He's a nice guy. Yeah, like he wore pass around a like nut, a cigarette. Bit of a nut, but uh, <laughs> a, a nice enough guy. It was definitely not as uh, as nightmarish as it could have been. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> there was Boot. Uh, just wait till you see yeah. what I have in store for you all next time. Next time my pick comes around, just wait. Well, just see what I have in store for you next week to, because we just talked about Boot. Yes. Well, please, since it is well, pick next tell week. us. Yes, we're going to be covering the 2019 Richard Stanley film, Color Out of Space, starring oh, nice. Nick Cage. Oh, nice. That was going to be my fucking pick, dude. Nice. Yeah, he's doing it. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, but it's on Shutter, uh, uh, Dean. If you want to watch it, it's available for free on Shutter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure you can get on the play. But yeah, Color Out of Space, the new Nick Cage. Is that Cage another one of those crazy ass tripped out Nicolas Cage movies? Yes. Uh, maybe. Yes. I've, I've, owned it for, I've owned it since it came out, and I've never watched it. So I'm looking forward to finally having to watch it now. <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of magenta and a lot of Cage in some parts that he's freaking out. I'm like going to bring out the Weather King. Uh, I am ready for this one. I am ready for this All one, right. man. There's, uh, there's, because I couldn't do that for boot. You know, subtitled movies, you know, foreign languages, not going to work. But uh, for this one, yes, I, 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 yeah, I'm ready, willing, and able. I'm looking forward to talking about color out of space with you next week. All right. So, uh, Dean, once again, that's the movie for next week. We'll be talking to you next time. Yes, yes, you will. All right, monkey. Once again, thank you again for joining us for boot, and we'll see you back here next week for color out of space. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm the Mad Monkey saying thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror and let me come in your ear. That was me, by the way. Anyway. So, that's your choice. Your body, your choice. If you choose to drop the soap, then you know what? We're not going to judge you for it. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> we love you anyway. Yep, because any I would drop the soap for you, and you would drop the soap for me, audience. So let's just be all happy together. Anyway, <laughs> go one you go ahead and get so. I've had to sleep <laughs> in the same room as you, man. So I, I didn't do anything. I mean, that you know of. I'm you didn't do anything. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. That's, hey, listen, you know. 
Bucky, it's okay. We can make out later. You haven't lived until you wake up and you see the king's big old ass and his tidy white. He's like on the floor in front of you, man. Yeah. It is it is sight to fucking exciting. behold. Yeah, I know. It's a whole lot of ass, you know, for one mind to fucking comprehend. It's like looking into the abyss. <laughs> and the abyss looks into you, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it waves high. But go ahead and uh, hit us with a plug as we close out. Thank God it didn't. Um, well, you know, Christmas, the holidays, Halloween, all that shit is right around the corner. And the best thing to do right now would be to go to Etsy, put in the search bar, all one word, Bonfire Bead Designs, and find something, anything on that page to buy for your loved ones, your, your fucking simp, your, your, your pet, whatever you want to call them. I'm sure there's something on there that they will like. Okay, there's gemstone jewelry, all kinds of bracelets, charms, necklaces, you name it, you're going to find it on there. No cock rings or body piercings, though, because that is not legal. What you do with it after you buy it is on your own. Um, But, yes, again, all one word, bonfire bead designs in the search engine for Etsy. Besides from that, stay scared, everybody. See you next week. All right. As always, I'm your old pal, the King R. Andy G, saying thank you so much for listening. Check us out on Facebook at Talking Terror. We're on Instagram at Talking Terror. If you ever go on to iTunes and you want to feel like leaving us a review or a couple stars, we'd appreciate it because we are up there. All our episodes are archived. Uh, but until next we meet, where we discuss how crazy Nicholas Cage can get when it's about H.P. Lovecraft, call it out of space. Hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail Odorous, and most importantly, see you next time.